Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The portion of God's Word that we will focus on this evening is taken from Deuteronomy 18, verse 18, and then also from Matthew 17, verse 5. Please rise as we hear these words. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers. I will put my words in his mouth, and he will tell them everything I command him. And then from Matthew 17. This is my son whom I love and in whom I delight. Listen to him. Thus far the text. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, these are your words. Make us holy through the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Who is Jesus? Uh, During this time of the year, as we're preparing to celebrate Christmas, we may have certain answers in mind. We think of Jesus as the the babe in Bethlehem, the virgin-born son of God, the one who has come to be the savior of the world. But Advent, the season of Advent, is also a season of preparation, a season of repentance. And so maybe we think of Jesus as the coming judge, the final arbiter of our, of our eternal destiny. We could probably come up with quite a few answers to that question. Who is Jesus? Because Jesus and the work that he came to do, the work that he has done is all-encompassing. It affects the entire universe. In our midweek Advent services this year, we're going to focus on Jesus' identity, particularly three aspects, Jesus as prophet, priest, and king. Now, maybe when you hear that, you think back to your your junior confirmation days. Maybe you had to memorize those three titles of Jesus and explain a little bit about each one. But what do they mean? Why is Jesus given these titles? Well, these titles reflect really what Jesus was all about, and they reflect various aspects of his work. And so this evening, we're going to focus on the first one, that that Jesus is the prophet. Jesus is the prophet, first of all, because he speaks for God. And we all know what a spokesman is. It's somebody that is speaking on behalf of someone else. One person can't be in all places at all times, and so he designates somebody to go and and be that person's spokesman. In God's case, it wasn't a matter of him not being able to be everywhere at once because he's God. He is omnipresent. But the reason he had to send someone to this earth to speak was that we can't handle his direct presence. And so he had to send someone who could relay his message and do it without destroying us in our, in our sinfulness. So he had to send a human, one of us. So he sent Jesus. In the first part of this text from Deuteronomy, God is the one who is speaking, and he's speaking through Moses, and he promises to send Jesus, to, to send a Savior to his people. He says, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers. I will put my words in his mouth and he will tell them everything I command him. Now, the people understood that this promise of God was referring not just to any prophet. There were many prophets 
that served God throughout the time of the Old Testament. But they knew that this was referring to a special prophet. They knew that this person was going to come and not just be any prophet, but he was going to be the prophet. And this is reflected even in the New Testament. After Jesus had fed the 5,000 plus people with the five loaves and the two fish, the people said, this certainly is the prophet who is coming into the world. After after Jesus had taught in the temple one time and, and he was telling the people that he could satisfy their spiritual thirst, the people said, this is certainly the prophet. That term, you see, had come to be one of the designations that they used for the coming Messiah. When the people saw what Jesus did, all of the miracles that he performed, all of his incredible teachings, his authoritative teachings, they knew that he was different. He wasn't just an ordinary man. He wasn't just an ordinary prophet. He was the prophet. And that really gets at the heart of the work of Jesus being God's spokesman. It's clear that Jesus spoke for God by listening to his message. Now you can tell a lot about someone just by listening to what they say and the types of things that they say. Maybe you have a coworker who's constantly telling doom and gloom accounts of everything going on in the world. They have all kinds of conspiracy theories. They, they just seem to be always talking about things that are depressing. And if you think about such a person, you may have an estimation of them that, well, maybe they're a little strange or a little different, but they just seem sad. They just seem depressed, unhappy. From what Jesus said and taught, you could tell that he definitely was from God. This is right in line with a prophet, with what a prophet is. A prophet is one who is speaking forth, who is putting forth some message that has been given to him. And we think that way, of course, of all of the prophets in the Old Testament. They were speaking what God wanted them to say. They were also foretelling things that were going to take place in the future because God had told that to them. They predicted all kinds of things, and especially they gave prophecies about the coming of the Messiah, the coming of the prophet. And so Jesus definitely fits that definition, that that aspect of the definition of being a prophet, that he is speaking forth for God, that he is actually also foretelling what's going to happen in the future. He told everyone that he was going to be betrayed, that he was going to die, that he was going to rise from the dead, he was going to ascend into heaven. He told how he was going to pour out the Holy Spirit on the entire church. He told about the the trials and the tribulations that Christians would face on this earth. And he told about his return at the end to bring his people to, to heaven. But a prophet is also one who speaks on behalf of God. And that's what I referred to earlier when I said that, that the prophet is God's spokesman. Remember what God said in Deuteronomy. I will put my words 
in his mouth. Jesus wasn't going to speak just his own words. And yes, he was God. He is God. And yet he still is fulfilling the the prophecy of being the one sent by God to speak for God. Jesus himself testified to this when he said in, in John 12, What I said did not come from me, but the Father himself who sent me gave me a command to say and tell it. I know that his command gives everlasting life. And so whatever I say, I say it just as the Father told me. So what does that mean for us? We trust what Jesus is saying because we know that it comes from God. We believe that these words do what God wants them to do. We believe that they give eternal life. You see, this is the essence of the message of Jesus, that we need to repent of our sins, that we need to recognize how far short we fall of God's expectations, of God's standards. We recognize that all too often we're listening to all kinds of other voices out there, other messages that are tickling our itching ears, things that that we want to hear, especially about ourselves. We have to recognize that, that we don't deserve anything from God except to be sent to an eternity in hell. But Jesus tells us the good news. He tells us that we believe. We need to believe in him. Trust in him for, for our forgiveness. And when we trust in what he has done for us, his perfect life, his innocent death, his glorious resurrection, he tells us he not only forgives our sins, but he also gives us life, eternal life, life forever with him. And it's only God's special spokesman that could bring that sort of a message, that message of life. Jesus is the prophet because he speaks for God. Whatever it is that God wants us to hear, that's what Jesus is going to tell us. And that's what he does tell us. And in fact, God tells us to listen to him. In Matthew 17, the verse that we read earlier, it's taken from the account of Jesus' transfiguration when he appeared in all of his glory. And God speaks and says, This is my son whom I love and in whom I delight. Listen to him. Now, this is not a command that we take lightly. God didn't tell us really to listen specifically to anyone else other than himself, except when he's saying to listen to Jesus. Now, normally if we're told to listen to someone, it's for a good reason. Think about why we teach our children to listen to us. If we don't teach our children to listen to us, it kind of shows that we don't really care about their well-being. Think about a situation. If you, if you had never taught your child to listen to you, they go outside, they run out into the street, and there's a car coming. And you tell them to come back. You tell them to get out of the street. But they also haven't learned to listen. And so they don't obey. And that's why God tells us to listen 
to Jesus, if we stubbornly refuse not to hear, to truly hear his message, then we are going to be dead, dead forever. God, though, wants us to be alive. He wants to wants us to, to be in heaven forever with him. Think about how you want the best for your children. Take that and multiply it infinitely because that's what God thinks about you. You are his child. He wants the best for you. And that's part of the reason why he wants you to listen to him. Many people look at God simply as an angry judge, somebody who's, who's spiteful and vengeful. But as his children, we know that that's not the only side of God. That Yes, he is a judge, but he's not just a judge. He is our Father, our loving Father. He says in Ezekiel 33, I do not desire the death of the wicked, but rather that the wicked would turn from his way and live. Jesus himself tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him should believe and have everlasting life. And how does God tell us all of these things? He tells all of these things through his prophet, through Jesus, our Savior. And through that same prophet, God says, tell other people this good news. Now we know this this command as the Great Commission. Go and make disciples of all nations by baptizing them And in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And by teaching them everything I have commanded you. God wants us to take that message and spread it to other people. Think about if you are trying to get a hold of someone and you can't reach them. Their their voicemail, maybe you leave them a voicemail. But if, if you're desperate, if it's an emergency situation... Maybe you try and call someone else and and say, can you get this message to this person? Well, if that happens, whose message is it that's been passed along? It comes back to the source. It's that person's message. And the prophet, the prophet, gives us a message to pass along to other people. Through that message, we pass along. He is the one who speaks. When people hear us Speaking this prophet's message, it's not us that they're hearing. It's him. It's as Jesus told the missionaries as he's getting ready to send them out. The person who hears you, hears me. This is how Jesus continues to serve as the prophet through his word. We listen to his word. That's Jesus speaking to us. We take his word. We share it with others. That's Jesus speaking to them. And that's why it's important to know that Jesus is the prophet. This isn't simply some teaching that we learned long ago that Jesus is the prophet and we can just forget about it because if Jesus is not the prophet, we would not have eternal life. If Jesus is not the prophet, we would not have his word. And without his word, we wouldn't even know about God's gracious plan of salvation. That he planned to send a Savior to come and rescue us from sin and death. 
So as we continue to prepare for the advent of Jesus, we give thanks to our God for sending the prophet, because through him we have life. Amen.